0: Welcome to the Prairie Heights podcast. Thanks for listening today.
1: I hope it motivates you. I hope it builds your faith and helps you connect with Christ and a church family here at Prairie Heights. Enjoy the message. Welcome everyone to Prairie Heights. My name is Beth. If I haven't had the chance to meet you, and as you've already heard in our service today is going to be a little bit different. And so what do do we mean by that? There are four parts to today's service, okay? The first part is gonna be stand, our stand vision, and I'm gonna share about that a little bit and and where we're at in meeting our goals. The second part is we're gonna talk about our fiscal year finances. Who loves finances? Yeah, there's, there's a lot over here. So it's okay, you guys can take a nap while we go through that, and you guys can just be on the edge of your seat. Okay, so part number two is fiscal year finances, part number three is we're gonna celebrate people and it's gonna be so fun and I can't wait. There are actually, um, there are two, four, six, there are six people who were invited to the 11 o'clock service, they're all leaders in our church, in our church family, and we told them, will you come and anticipate coming on stage, but we didn't tell them why. This is so fun for us. Maybe not for them, but it will be in a little bit. So we're gonna celebrate them. And the fourth part is we're gonna talk about our mission at Prairie Heights. And our mission is to connect those apart from God with Christ and a church family. And so why are we doing this? There's three reasons why we're doing it. Number one, we are a church family, okay? And so what family does is every once in a while, family gets together and and it's kind of like, Um, anytime you've been part of a family or your family where you kind of have like a family meeting and you say, hey, let's talk about where we're at and where we're going, okay? So that's why we're doing it. And God has given our church family an incredible opportunity, friends. Our mission is an incredible opportunity in our cities to help one more person connect with Christ and a church family, and we get to be a part of that. So we're going to talk about that today. The second reason is that I believe that trust isn't built in just one day. Trust is built over time. And I think it's really important that, um, and I think it would be unfair to assume that just because we're a church and maybe you're new to Prairie Heights, that you should just automatically trust everything that happens around here. And so today, my hope and my goal is that I earn your trust and that we share that through sharing some financial information, through celebrating people, and by talking about why all those things matter in alignment with our mission that God has given us. And the third reason is that timing matters. So you might be thinking like, why today? Why August 27th of 2023? Well, uh, in our rhythms at Prairie Heights, and maybe your family rhythm too, as you head into September, as we head into September in the fall season, our attendance increases. And you're going to hear a little bit later, we're already growing, we have been growing, and we're going to continue, we're anticipating more and more growth, and today is a perfect time for us to have our family meeting. So are you ready? Four parts. You ready? Ready? Again, this side is a little more ready than this side. We'll work on it. I'm for you. I'm with you. We're going to get it. Okay. We're going to get excited. Okay. So, part number one is stand. And our stand vision is a two year vision. Um, it, 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 it publicly began in June of 2022, and it goes through May of 2024. What is stand? Stand is standing for change lives, future generations, and transform community that we will stand for 100,000 people who are living apart from God, and we get to be one of the churches that decreases that number here locally. I love that, I love that. The second one, Future Generations, that we are gonna be a place where kids and students and young adults can feel like they belong, like they matter to us and to God, and that they would know their identity in Christ, and transform communities specifically, that we're gonna be proactive in meeting the needs of people in finances, mental health and emotional health. And so that's what STAND, that's what our vision is. And we've had two goals this entire time and we will as we um, continue on with STAND. Our primary goal was 100, is 100% engagement. And so there's no easy way to track engagement at Prairie Heights, you know, we're not like doing like face recognition and attendance every week, we would never do that. (laughs) I know some of you are like, oh, I haven't been around in a while. It's like, it's okay. Like, we're so glad when you come and we're so glad when you log in online. Um, So we just have to be strategic about how we track things. And so what we decided when we started Stand is that we were gonna track engagement by the number of households that were giving prior to June of 2022, because that's a number that we can track. And so the number back prior to June of 2022 was 427 total households giving at Prairie Heights. I'm excited to announce that our current engagement is 134% because we have 572 current households giving at Prairie Heights. That is incredible. So that's why we are over 100% engagement. So way to go, pray hiders. We anticipate that that number will continue to grow throughout the next nine to 10 months. Our secondary goal, okay? Our secondary goal is 7.7 million through May of 2024. And you're gonna hear more context today that will help you understand that number. But our current uh, progress is 3.4 million. So that's great, 3.4 million on our way to 7.7 million of meeting that goal. So if you, if you track that out, we're about 6.8 to 7 million if, if it continues with what we anticipate. And I will also share with you that at the very beginning before we even went public with this vision, there was a group of us that sat in a room and we prayed and we looked at scripture and we asked God, like, what's the number gonna be? And we just felt led that the number was 7.7, and so we've always known that that's a God stretch and a God goal, and so I believe, we believe that God's gonna meet that in whatever way he might choose to do that. There's a whole lot of trust, Um, and I'm so thankful, because when it comes down to it, when we engage, In giving, what you're really doing is you're saying, God, I'm gonna trust you with this area. And so our primary goal, friends, throughout entire, through the entire stand vision, has been our spiritual growth. And that means helping each of us take a step in trusting God in the area of our finances. And so that's been incredible to see. And when we do that together, we get to then give back. And one of the ways we've given back is we've paid for financial curriculum to be in the high schools in our city and so last year we paid for that we just paid for this year for these high schools that you see on the screen and last year we were able to get some some uh, I would say stories of some high schoolers and they shared what they were learning in the financial curriculum class that we got to sponsor take a look Having a habit of budgeting shows that you can be mature and responsible with your money. It is mature to be able to walk into a store and have a spending limit and be able to maintain it because the irresponsible thing to do would be to just buy whatever you want.
2: Learning to budget gives you permission to spend money on the things you want. It gives you control over your money and it gives you freedom.
1: By tracking expenses and following a plan, a budget makes it easier to pay bills on time, build an emergency fund, and save for major expenses such as a car or home.
0: I've prevented myself from saving money by spending it right away. I can change this by making a budget and having a trusted friend or family member by my side and make sure I stick to the budget.
1: neat that we have high schoolers in our community that are learning how to manage their money in that way, and you're part of that, and so thank you for your generosity. The the prayer and the scripture that we have had around Stan comes from Ephesians 3, and it's a prayer that Paul, the Apostle Paul, he prayed over the church in Ephesus, and that's why the book that Paul wrote, the letter that he wrote is in Ephesians, and in Ephesians 3:20 20 through 21, it says, now to him who is able, him being God, to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to whose power, his power, not our power, but God's power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church, in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever, amen. That the work that we're doing right now, that, that it would plant seeds in our community that would last generations, far beyond our life, and that we wouldn't say, hey, my name gets stamped on that. That no, we would say, Jesus Christ gets credit for that. God gets credit for the work that he's doing in and through our church family. And so thank you for your engagement in Stand. I pray it's making a difference in your life, and your walk with God. It is without a doubt making a difference in our church and in our community. So part one, Stand, way to go. All right, part number two, this is the finances. So you guys are good to go. This is the finances, okay? So take a nap if you need to, but here we go. Let's lean in. Um, this is the part where like, we, we, very, uh, we, don't, we don't do this a lot on a Sunday. And so this is kind of fun to let you in on, on our fiscal year finances. But before I jump into the numbers, I think it's really important to share how we think about and how we operate our financial systems at Prairie Heights. The number one thing is through prayer, through prayer that our finances, even through the budgeting, that it is filled with prayer. I can tell you that trust in what God is doing around here isn't on what's coming in every week, it's not. I trust Jesus and so I want you to know that um, we blanket everything we do around here in prayer and we desire to see you grow and trust in trusting God with your finances. And we believe out of that, we will be healthy as a church family in our finances. It's not the other way around, friends. It's when you grow with Jesus and grow in your trust, then we as a church family grow in our trust and our health as a family. And so the second thing that I want you to know is we have robust checks and balances systems. Why do we have that? We have it for clarity, we have it for organization, and we have it to be great stewards. And also, you need to hear from me, it is extremely challenging, if not impossible, because of all of these checks and balances, for any one individual to mishandle money. Let me tell you what I mean by that. We have three or four uh, different people who can sign checks and who have visibility on all of our financial accounts with different layers of permission. And so what that means is there isn't one person that is the only person that has access or permissions to move money on their own, right? And only uh, a very select couple have, have actual permissions to do that, but we have more people who can visibly see it so that there's checks and balances. And the third thing in that is um, we've got a board member who has all visibility of everything that has to do with finances. His name is Mark Jensen. Uh, he works at a bank. He's a risk analyzer. A, uh, analyzer? I made that up. <laughs> I'll make him a t shirt, <laughs> and it'll be really cool. Mark, I bet you didn't know you're a risk analyzer. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> And then I'll bring him on stage with his T-shirt. That'll be next year. So what he does is he meets with myself and Doug Peters, our executive director and also our director of Ops, Kelly. And uh, once a year, he does an audit with us. And when I say audit, I don't mean two questions. He takes us through like 30 questions. (laughs) And we do an audit and he helps us um, with our budget. He's the alignment with the board. board. Uh, We have board oversight. We are staff-led, board-advised. And so our board, um, through that, oversees our finances in that. So uh, my hope is that that gives you more trust in our checks and balances, and you get a little bit of a picture of what that looks like. So now the numbers. And when I get into these numbers, I want to remind you that as you see these and you hear them, I want to always remind us that every single penny... Every single dollar, friends, behind that is somebody's story. Behind that is somebody's life. Behind that represents one person who their life is growing and changing through the ministry of Prairie Heights. And so here we go, fiscal year. We do our fiscal year, September through August, and I'm going to show you some income over expenses. And so what you're going to see on the screen is through August 10th of 2023, because we're still in August, so uh, we haven't quite finished up. Our income so far through August 10th is 2.72 million. You might ask, what is income? Income is 98% giving, so it's all of us. It's all of us and our giving. There's a little, little bit of income, you know, when you buy a coffee, That's the way we do it on an accounting side. When you buy something at Next Steps, uh, every once in a while our building um, will be used and there might be a charge for that. But 98% is all of us as a church family investing in and giving. And that's at 2.72 million. Our expenses, our expenses so far are at 2.58 million. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Our expenses are lower than our income. And some of you, you might be thinking like 2.7, 2.8 for income, like that's a a lot. And others of you might be thinking like, wow, we do a lot as a church family with 2.7, 2.8 million dollars per year. Well, I wanted to share with you, we recently got a report of 14 like Uh, churches that have about the same average attendance, about 1,500 to 2,000, and there are 14 churches in the Midwest. So right here in our area with the same average attendance that we have. And this report shared what the average budget was for those churches on average were. And the number was 3.8 million. So that just gives you a perspective. It gives us a perspective like we're in a good spot and we're growing, Okay, with all things considered with our church and our mission, we're in a good spot at 2.7, 2.8 million. And can I be really candid? Yes, one of our goals is to grow to 3 to 3.5 million over the next 18 to 24 months. So over the next couple of years is to grow with a consistent yearly annual budget between 3 million and 3.5 million. Because that also means... It's not just growing in finances. We are planning, and you're gonna hear in a minute how we're growing in attendance, and we're planning for growth in attendance of 500 to 1,000, and so that's a big deal. And it's so exciting that we get to be a church that is here for people who are living apart from God to help them connect with Christ and a church family. And so uh, this is not a joke, but I do wanna just say this. Quickly, as a little side note, I want you to know because there are 100,000 people living in our city who do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, how important that is. How important it is that we step in that gap and I want you to know that there will never be enough seats for 100,000, okay? We could never grow large enough, <laughs> to meet that need, but we are gonna do everything we can to meet that need as close as we can. And so today, if you're listening online or you're here in the seats and you have resources, we have vision for 10 million. (laughs) I'm serious, like serious and joking, but not really. If you've got 10 million, we'll invest it and change lives. Because I believe there's no greater investment (laughs) than investing in the local church to help one more person come to know Jesus. Okay, now we're moving on. <laughs> Ready to move on? You might be wondering, what are those expenses? You might be wondering like 2.5 million, where does all that money go? So you'll see a graph on the screen and um, there's approximately uh, approximately one point million that goes towards our staff, and that's about 50% of our budget. And I just wanna say thank you. I just wanna say thank you, and that's another area that you might be thinking like, are we on par, are we average? And a lot of like-minded churches like ours who are growing would say that their staff budget is between 45 and 50% of their entire budget. And so we're right there in the ballpark. We're in a good spot with what we invest in staff And so for me and behalf of our entire staff, I just wanna say thank you for your generosity. Because you give, we are able to live out the call that we believe God has called us to into full-time ministry right here at Prairie Heights. And I also wanna say because of your generosity, like we can care well for our staff. And we all know like in today's culture and age, that's so important. That were cared well for and so thank you thank you thank you for your generosity so approximately 1.3 million goes towards our staff and staffing approximately 1 million goes towards operations facility and our mortgage payment i'll talk about our debt here in just a minute and approximately half a million goes towards our ministry and our giving to others and so that's all the things that we do in our programming our kid venture oxygen what we do here on a sunday and our giving to others. We partner with Wesley Investment Foundation and that's who has houses our loan. They also have a savings account for us that earns 6% interest. And so currently we have a little over half a million in that savings account that's earning 6% interest. That's real money for, for us and we utilize that to help continue to reach more people. And that half a million ebbs and flows throughout the year, okay? Because it depends on uh, our giving trends. And there are different giving trends throughout the year. And so sometimes that account has 250,000 and sometimes it has about 600,000, okay? And so it kind of ebbs and flows throughout the year. All right, and then our debt. Let's talk about debt really quick. This facility right here has 5.7 million left on our loan. And our current interest rate is 3.95%, which is actually really incredible, especially right now. And so you should know that over the last three years, we have never had to stop paying our monthly mortgage. So thank you through 2020, through ups and downs of attendance and growth, like because of your faithfulness and because of God's faithfulness, we have been able to every month pay our mortgage, and then also our interest rate used to be 5.5%. And through the work with our board and through WIF, we were able to get it down to 3.95%, which is super great. Okay, our maturity date on that loan is 2035. I'll let you hear it here. And as a church family, can we be praying? I have a God-sized goal that that's too long, like 2035, what? That's too long, right, friends? And so I would love for us uh, one day to celebrate and shout out that we could be debt-free and that would free us up. Um, Because one thing, honestly, to be really, again, candid, it's hard for me to want that for you individually in your home to be debt-free, but then to not want that same heartbeat for our church family one day so that we could use more and more resources to grow and to help more people connect with Jesus. And so that's just a prayer. There's no plan right now. There's no active thing. So will you pray with me? Would you just do that? Because that's where it all starts and we'll see where God leads with that. So the short version of our finances and then part is almost done and we can wake back up, okay? All right, here we go. Short version. Okay, wake up to this part and then we'll move on. Our expenses are less than our income. We want that. That's a good thing. Our goal is to grow to 3.3 to 3.5 million in yearly giving in the next couple of years. We are growing towards that. However, we haven't reached it yet. We're in a good place. We're in a really good place uh, and we're really close. That also means we're gonna be growing by 500 to 1,000 people. Come on, Jesus, Uh, because every person matters. Our debt is 5.7 million at a rate of 3.95 plus special assessments and our property, I didn't share this, our property worth is over 10 million. So the property that we're on, is over the worth of that, the asset in that is worth over 10 million. Our savings account has over half a million and is earning 6% interest. So God's been amazingly faithful. And so have you. Part two, done. Part three, are you ready? <laughs> Let's do some celebration. I'm going to invite Doug up here.
2: It's about time, Nelson. I know. Let's do some celebration.
1: Let's do that. Let's do it. But before we do, if you have any questions about finances, ask him.
2: <laughs> Thanks. I did
1: my part. I, I just did my part. <laughs> I
2: appreciate that. I do get asked, what, the two kinds of questions I get asked all the time are, A, what are the finances? So now you've got to update and we are very transparent. So if there's ever anything you want to know, yep. I'm pretty easy to find. Beth says I'm loud and obnoxious. And just got No, to find I me.
1: said loud and tall. <laughs> tall and loud. I did not call him obnoxious.
2: Uh, e- either way. <laughs> All right, the other question I get asked is church attendance. What's happening church attendance wise? And so if we go back, COVID, starting the day that we opened the doors back up, our church has been growing and that's been fantastic. And you wanna know, okay, well, what does that look like and how much? So what I did was I took January 1st through the middle of August and I looked at 2022 and I compared that in 2023. So when I compared those two numbers in 2023, in person, we saw 25% growth. Woo! Uh, how awesome good. is that? 25% more people walked through the doors in 2023 than they did in 2022. And then online, 32% more people joined us online for services in 2023 so than good. 2022, which is just awesome. There's no doubt about that.
1: It's so great. So great. It so is. Much? Thank you,
2: God. Thank you, Thank God. Thank you,
1: God. Yep. And so our mission, we're going to say it a million times today, our mission is to connect those apart from God with Christ and a church family. And we know, and our entire team knows, that that is not possible without amazing leaders who carry the vision, who believe in our mission, and who pour in their talents and their gifts to see one more person come to know Christ. And so we're going to celebrate some of those leaders today.
2: Yes, we are, Beth Nelson. Yeah, and by
1: I- how they live on our core values. So. And I think
2: I get to go first. You do. So we recognize people with the areas of our core values. And when we say core values, that's really how our church behaves. And the first one that we want to recognize is pursuing Jesus. It's one of our values about how do we pursue Jesus, who's pursuing Jesus. And there's a ton of different ways to do it. So the first set of people, because it's a couple. It is. The first couple that we're going to celebrate, here's what people said about them. They are choosing to intentionally pursue Jesus together as a newly married couple. They involve them in their decisions. They do devotions together, as you see from their Facebook post. And they even got baptized together as a public declaration of their faith. They are a great example of what a developing relationship with God in the center looks like. So let's hear it for Kyle and Allie Thompson. Woo!
1: You guys, like, newly married. Like, isn't that a great way to start your marriage? Wow, wow, incredible. You two, come on, come on. So excited for you guys. You can go give Doug oh, a high five. Oh, get to stand in the middle. Here you go, here you go. Yeah, come on forward. Get in the light, there yeah, you get go. In the get, get in the light, get in the light. light. Hey, these two, not only are they following Jesus, you guys are pursuing Jesus. Uh, Kyle, he serves behind the scenes in production. Allie serves with our kids. And so if you have a kid, I want you to know that there are leaders who are pursuing Jesus that are then pouring into your kids. And that's a big deal. So thank you for leading the way. Thank you for inspiring us. We love you guys a whole lot. Give it up for these two. Way to go. You're good. We told them that they didn't have to say anything, and it's kinda been like last service, we had one person say something, so the rest of you, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Might give you the microphone. All right, the next one is choose community, that's our next value, and choosing community means that church is people, it's not a building, right? Church is people, always has been, always will be, And, and these two individuals, they decided to take a risk, and they knew that they needed community, And they decided to start a grow group and they decided to choose community every day. Uh, They decided to co-lead a men's group to dig deeper into subjects and to be just really real with what life uh, throws at them. They consistently show up for the people in their lives and are willing to invest in people whenever asked. And so will you help me in celebrating and awarding Charles and Joe for Choose Community? So yeah, these two, like last year, they were both like, hey, here's some things we've gone through in life and we wanna share that with other dudes. And so, someone had planted the seed, come on over. Someone had planted the seed and just said like, well, what do you think about leading a group? And they're both kinda of like, eww. <laughs> do we really wanna do that, right guys? Yeah. But, uh, microphone, Uh-oh. here we go.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. There you go. So
1: just real quick, what has it been like? You took a risk. You said yes. You decided to do it. What's it been like?
0: It's been fantastic. You know, um, I started coming to Prairie Heights years ago, yeah. and I just sat in a chair, and then started serving. And then Joe and I had community outside the church, and then yeah. we met up and we said, "Hey, we got to make this bigger." So, you want to add?
3: <laughs> Wasn't expecting this, but here we go. <laughs> Um,
1: Careful if you become a leader at Prairie Heights.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I've known, I call him Chucky, but Charles for about 10 years now, and probably more than that. And yeah I reached out to him, like, I need some just community and camaraderie and men need men. So we just had dinner one night and, and went from there. So here we are.
1: Yeah. So you guys have a group of like 12 ish, 10 to 12?
3: Yep.
2: Hopefully
1: more this year. And there'll be a sign up coming up in a few weeks. So, dudes. These guys are the guys. Thanks for leading the way. Give it up. All right, the next award we have is Serve People and here's what others said about this person. They said she is a consistent, calm and loving presence for our Kid Venture kids and families. She has been a long time. Here we go. We're going to cry. So, uh, she's been a longtime volunteer and has made it a commitment to use her talents and love for kids to serve people even through college, even through her own schedule of practicums and other commitments. It's easy to see how this young woman loves the kids in Venture and always is willing to pitch in, show up, and meet a need as she sees them. Would you please help me in congratulating Haley Peters for the Serve People Award. <laughs> Come on, girl. <laughs> She and got it all
2: from her mother, Beth, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> all from her mother.
1: Congratulations, <laughs> sweet woman. And so if you didn't know, uh, this is Doug Peters' oldest daughter. Lucky me. And as you heard him I say... I hope you all heard that.
2: She said, his... lucky me, lucky me. <laughs> she got that right.
1: And Doug gives credit to his wife for Haley so and her gifts. Uh, but both of you have done a wonderful job parenting this young woman. And uh, as a parent myself... I get to drop off my kid to you. And she genuinely loves kids so deeply. And so, if you have a kid in nursery or early childhood, you've seen her because she's so consistent. And so, your consistent love shows those kids that God's consistent love is real. And so, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. I won't make you talk. <laughs>
2: You just made her day right there, Beth, I'm making her talk. <laughs> the last couple that we want to recognize, it's in the area of, of giving generously. And this couple, they've given generously in all aspects of the life, but we really got to see it here in the last couple months as they went back to their native land where, where they grew up in Africa, and they took proactive steps to make a difference. They identified needs in their community, and they brought others along to help meet those needs. So at this point... If you would give a round of applause to Asante and Claudia Aruhu. hoo Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo-hoo!
1: So yeah, if you've been around the last couple weeks, you've kept up with their story. And so Asante, here you go, friend. Thank you. Come on over, come on over. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. All right, Claudia, here's yours. Thank you. And yeah, you've kept up with their story. They went back to Africa and through your generosity and the generosity of our church, we were able to bless um, kids. And so I got to sit down with you guys this last week and they shared about their journey. Will you just give us like, just a little bit, just share what it meant to go back to Africa and just to bless these kids and these families.
3: First of all, thank you to, the, to all the Prairie Heart family for your support. Your support touched a lot of people in Africa. Prairie Height was in Africa.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Through
3: what you did. So we thank you. And my family, we came to the point where we realized that giving, sharing the little bit we have with those that don't have anything is the real meaning of life. And we feel like we should keep helping. We should keep doing something like this whenever we have the opportunity to help those in need. Yeah. We thank you, thank you, thank you so much.
1: Okay. But we thank you guys for leading the way. You guys led the way, and when you went, you brought 10 suitcases full of materials and things and shoes and stuff that they could be blessed by. So you're leading the way. We just get to be a part of it. Thank you. Give it up for these two. Thank you. Love you guys.
2: As we use those four couple, two couples and two individuals to exemplify our core values, one of the things we want you to take away, the church is not a building. The church is people. And it's people pursuing Jesus and it's people choosing to be together and it's people serving other people and trying to make a difference in the community and when when that happens and when we see that Prairie Heights is living out its mission and it's an awesome mission mission, and we are going to celebrate it every time all day every day any chance that we get so thank you for helping us celebrate a small group of people that are living out the mission here at Prairie Heights
1: yeah Absolutely. And we track two really important numbers, and these numbers are going to look large, because and that's worth celebrating and remember that it represents one life at a time. And so we track those who place their faith and trust in Jesus for the first time. We call it Yes to Christ around here. And so, friends, over the last year, 347 people have said yes to Christ through the ministry of Prairie Heights. Woo.
2: Man, thank you, God. That is an awesome number. So good.
1: That's kids. That's teenagers, that's adults, that's all of them. So incredible.
2: That's the picture of changed lives and that's the picture of our mission. The next step that we've gotten to celebrate is 80 of those people have stepped forward publicly and declared their relationship and their faith and trust in Jesus through baptism. 80 people in the last year, that is awesome.
1: So good, so good. We've got a baptism service coming up October 1st. So if that's your next step, you can sign up for that. High. Hey, you can
2: stop out at Next Steps. You can go online, prairieheights.com. ton of information out there. You should be visiting our website anyway, every now and then.
1: That's a good little plug. I like it. All right, and we've got a story. Because I, I want you to hear like those numbers. I want you to hear that in one story. And so take a look at Marisa's story. I'm getting dumped
2: because I feel led by the Holy Spirit to do so.
1: Going into college was my first time kind of having the freedom to make my own choices. And I got surrounded by the wrong group of friends and started to become the life of the party. I kind of stopped going to class and like caring about life all in general and um, started struggling with suicidal ideation. Then COVID
2: hit. And to me, it was almost a blessing in disguise because God actually could speak to me and I had no choice but to listen. This is a step I feel like I need to take, that I feel like God is telling me to do. After all that I went through and the decisions I made, like really make the decision as an adult, this is the way that I want to live life. want to say whatever your story is, your story is valid, your story has a purpose, and you never know who might need to hear your story, even the good and the bad and the ugly, because Jesus will renew you and restore you, and he will be there for you the rest of your life. next step is just walking with Jesus every single day, and letting him be the leader of my life, and listening to his calling and what he tells me to do. So I got
1: Maurice is in the house today. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Awesome to see what God's doing in her life. And I want you to know that's one life. And she allowed her story to be told so another life could be changed. And today, maybe you came today and and you're thinking, you know what? You don't know what I've done. You don't know what my past has been. You don't know what my story is. You don't know what I'm actively in today. And maybe you're wondering like, does God really love me? And I wanna tell you today that my belief is that absolutely 100% God loves you unconditionally. And the reason I know that is not just because that's my story too. There was a day I was living apart from Christ. I was living apart from a church family. And through the ministry of Prairie Heights, my life has been forever changed. And I know that's part of dozens of people's, hundreds of people's stories, but I know it to be true because it's in God's word. And I know it to be true because God sent his one and only son, Jesus, as fully God and fully human to this earth to share with us the truth of why he came. He didn't come so we would follow a bunch of rules and laws. Jesus came because he wanted relationship with us and he wanted to restore our relationship with our heavenly father and I wanna tell you a story this morning. It comes from Luke 15, and it's verses one through seven. If you have your Bible, you can go ahead and open up, follow along, or you can follow along on the screens. Verse one says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. See, there's a very first clue that Jesus came to be different. the the Pharisees and the religious of the day said, why does does he hang out with the sinners? Why does he hang out with the people who aren't following all the religious rules and and, quote, getting it right? And Jesus, what he did was he decided to share a story. It's called a parable. And he did this so often because he wanted to say, hey, friends, I didn't come to be right. I came to be in relationship. And so what he shares is in verse three, it says, then Jesus told this story Parable, this story. Verse four, it says, suppose one of you, this is Jesus talking, suppose one of you has 100 sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And so Jesus would tell the story that related to the context of their time. And so being a shepherd was a career that was very common in this time, in the time that that Jesus was on earth. And so Jesus was speaking to them in their context and he was saying, hey, you know what a shepherd's all about. A shepherd is to protect its flock. A shepherd is meant to protect and keep safe the flock and all of them. And Jesus says here, hey, if one sheep went out away from the flock, wouldn't a good shepherd do anything they could to go find that lost sheep? And see, the other thing we need to understand is the landscape where this was located, where Jesus was, it was not the North Dakota landscape. (laughs) It wasn't even Minnesota, and Minnesota has a few more hills. But it was filled with different creeks and mountains and ridges, and so a shepherd would have to really work hard to go after any lost sheep to try to find them. The other thing I think about is, you know, if you're a parent, and let's say you just have one child who's maybe two or three, you probably would never be in a public place and tell your two or three-year-old, hey, would you just hang out right here? I'm gonna be right back. You would never do that. But if you had a two or three-year-old and you had an older child, like a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old, you might say to both of those kids together, hey, will you guys stick together? I'm gonna be right back because you would trust the older child. And I hear that when Jesus is saying, I can feel comfortable leaving the 99 because they're together. They'll be okay and I'm coming back, but I will do everything I can to go find the one. And then here's what Jesus says when he finds the one, Verse 5, and when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and he goes home. And then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. And what that reminds us of today, friends, is we all need Jesus, but we all get to choose. Like there was a day that I was so lost and I needed to be found. And I'm so glad that Jesus found me and that I received that grace and that truth and placed my trust in him. And so I don't know where you're at today, but I want you to just spend a few moments and Eric's gonna sing a song. And as he does, I want you just to sit in that and I want you to ask yourself, where am I at in my walk with Jesus today? in my personal relationship with Jesus. Where am I at? Let's listen
0: in. We're gonna sing this song, and uh, you don't need to stand, you can just sit. And uh, as Beth said, I just kinda want you to focus inward and think about where where you are in your relationship. because I know, um, I've uh, pretty often been away from the flock uh, in my life. I'm not, not one to, to hang out in the, in the safety of the group sometimes and uh, just because I'm sitting up here doesn't mean that I have anything figured out uh, even though I've accepted uh, Christ and Jesus into my heart doesn't mean that I don't still stray away and make mistakes so I love what Maritza said in that video that no matter who you are or what your story is it's valid and you matter And I've thought to myself sometimes, you know, like when you're, it's comforting to think when you're, when you're lost or when you're off the path a bit that Jesus is there waiting for you, but he's not just waiting for you. He is out actively searching for you and he just wants desperately to be in relationship with you and to love you. So that's what this song is about. It's called Reckless Love.
3: Overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down. Fights till I find these 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. so good to me, but I felt no worth, you paid it all for me, you have been so, so good No shadow you won't light up, Bouncing you won't climb, up. coming after me. No wall you won't kick down, Lie, you won't tear down, coming after me. No shadow you won't light up, Bouncing you won't climb, up. coming after me. No wall you won't kick down, I won't tear No shadow you won't light up. Mountain you won't climb up. Coming out to me. There's no wall, you won't kick down. Light won't tear down. Coming out to me. There's no shadow you won't light up. Mountain you won't climb up. Coming out to me. There's no wall, you won't kick down. Light
1: Amen, right? Luke 15, four says, suppose one of you has 100 sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And I would just offer to those of you who have already put your faith and trust in Jesus and you have received that reckless love, that unconditional love, would you be so brave Would you be so sacrificial? Would you be so mission-minded to go after the ones in your life? Would you carry the mission that Jesus came here to give, that through your life, because you've connected with him and you've received that love, would you run after the lost in your life so they can be found. And I know that there's some of you today that you came and, and you might you would not have used these words, but you're recognizing like, hey, I'm lost. I'm the one lost sheep. I'm the one that's been running. I'm the one that didn't know that hope could be found. And I want you to know today If you've never heard it, I want you to know that God's love is going to chase you until your very last breath. God's love is going to pursue you until your very last breath here on earth. And might I challenge you, why wait? Why wait? Because God has a plan for your life that all you need to do is receive it. And so I'm gonna say a prayer and we're all gonna close our eyes. And in that prayer, I'm gonna invite you to connect your life with Christ. And so let's close our eyes, bow our heads. And if you wanna commit your life to Christ today, you wanna say yes to Christ, you're simply saying that you believe Jesus is who he said he was, that he's the son of God. And you're admitting that you've been living apart from him. You ask for his forgiveness of your sins. You believe that Jesus rose again after dying a brutal death on the cross and he rose again victory over death so you could have relationship with your heavenly father and you commit to living the rest of your life for Jesus. That's the prayer of your heart. You can say that quietly in your heart and I'll ask you to, no one's looking around, raise your hand real quick if that's you today. If you wanna be found today if today is your day that you wanna receive the love that God has for you, go ahead and raise your hand. And God, I pray for those hands that are raised, those hearts that are turning to you right now. God, may they admit that they've been living apart from you, believe that you are who you say you are and commit to living their life for you the rest of their life. And we pray amen, amen, amen. You can put your hands down. And we thank you, God, for who you are and what you're doing in our midst. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, amen.
2: Thank you for
0: listening. A special thanks to those of you who give generously to Prairie Heights. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit prairieheights.com slash give for more information. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag us at Prairie Heights. Thanks for listening
3: and God bless.